0: You're listening to the lawn care business success podcast brought to you by Xmark manufacturing. 30 years of pioneering spirit and innovation have resulted in legendary durability, all day comfort and unmatched cut quality. Go check them out at Xmark.com. You're listening to the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast. The weekly show sharing proven methods and systems in marketing, equipment, and customer service, educational and motivational to help make your lawn care business an overwhelming success. Now, here's your host, Julio Tomei. Welcome, Lawn Care Nation, to another episode of the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast. I'm your host, Julio Tomei, and this is episode number 374, entitled Lawn Care as Passive Income. Well, hello, everybody, and thanks again for joining me this week on another episode of the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast. Really appreciate you guys tuning in each and every weekend. Of course, for those questions, the comments, and the feedback that you guys have been sending through, I really do appreciate it. On that note, I have a little bit of of a rant to go through uh, this week with uh, Instagram... And that is that uh, with the DM messages that uh, a lot of you guys, uh, like I say each and every week, uh, go through and uh, take the time out to send me your thoughts and feedback and ask questions and all that. Uh, I noticed last week, I went to go uh, try to catch up on some of uh, the replies and uh, I get back to some of you guys and... I went to click on, uh, message requests, uh, like I would normally do. And it was showing like, uh, you know, a few new requests and stuff. And then I went to tap on it. And then all of a sudden it was like a mountain of requests. Like there was a whole bunch of messages all with the little blue dot that you see for like unanswered or unread messages, uh, And they just like showed up. And I started looking through some of them randomly thinking that uh, they were possibly just messages that uh, Instagram had uh, just marked unread, uh, even though I had read them. But when I actually started to go through uh, a bunch of messages, I realized that I had never even seen these messages before. And some of them were dating back to uh, weeks and weeks and months even. Uh, And I was like, what the heck is going on? How come these have never shown up before? And all of a sudden, uh, they're showing up um, all like at the same time. So I started to get back to some of those people. And then I had to um, go and take care of some other stuff. So I figured I would get back to some more later on. And when I came back to it and checked, all those messages were gone again. And it was like, like, what's going on with this? Like, this makes no sense. And then I went. Uh, a few days later, and then I was checking again, and I couldn't get um, the messages to populate again. And then all of a sudden, with just doing just random, trying just random things and checking it and and unchecking it and, and doing some other things and going back and forth. And then it popped up again, all these like unread messages uh, that I hadn't seen. Uh, so, completely apologize if you guys haven't received or have uh, sent me a message and and haven't gotten a reply yet. I know I've talked about this in the past, working through messages and just trying to catch up. That's a completely different scenario of uh, just seeing messages and trying to, but this is like a whole slew of messages that are all of a sudden showing up that have been, in some cases, you know, it's saying like, you know, 51 weeks ago, 30 something weeks ago that this person sent this message and it still has a blue dot like being unread. It's like, that's crazy. Like I've n- nothing of my doing was uh, was that. So it's I completely apologize. Obviously a glitch. Uh, this week's podcast episode is again one uh, that I'm featuring based on a question that I've got. And to show you how crazy it's been, when I saw this question, I thought it would make a good uh, episode. Uh, I actually took a screenshot of the question because I'm like, I don't know if this question is going to disappear and I'm not going to be able to find it again or, you know, it's not going to show up again just because of how crazy uh, it's all been. So uh, I completely apologize. And for that reason, if you guys are sending me messages, maybe do it through my website instead. There was messages on there um, that I briefly saw from people, uh, you know, wanting to come onto the podcast and uh, be interviewed and all that sort of stuff. And there, you know, messages I hadn't seen. There was messages on there from uh, potential sponsors uh, that were asking me uh, for ad rates and things like that as well that I never got. So just shows you the sort of the scheme of it all that uh, just uh, I don't know what the heck is up with Instagram, uh, but it doesn't seem to be. Uh, reliable source for DMs that I can uh, kind of uh, say now uh, after this past week it just seems weird that all these messages uh, all of a sudden all showed up all unread messages and some dating back weeks and months and stuff so I completely apologize for that if you guys had sent me that um, so again uh, if you are um, or you haven 't heard back from me or something like that, and it 's something that you you 're you know pressing or that you want to know uh, maybe reach out to me instead on my website uh, so LawnCareBusinessSuccess.com and just go to the contact page and uh that 'll let you send uh an email directly to me uh maybe a more reliable way there of uh doing that uh, than um uh, you know, sending it any other way, or you can just send me if you don't want to, you know, go to the website or anything, uh, you can just go directly to uh, uh, lawncarebusinesssuccess at com, And that'll get me uh, uh, the e- an email as well. Uh, if you're uh, looking to send me a, a message uh, that way, probably just an easier way uh, to do it. Again, completely apologize to any of you uh, guys that have sent uh, messages through Instagram and haven't gotten a response. Uh, Like I said, I know there's a bunch that I was trying to catch up on, but this is a completely different scenario that's happened in the last few days of messages that are just being populated that uh, I didn't even know existed until uh, the other day. And they sometimes are showing up, sometimes they're not showing up. So when they do show up, I'm trying to, uh, you know, prioritize those ones because in a lot of cases those have been sent a long time ago uh and never got a response or anything and i feel you know completely bad about that uh because normally i like to as you guys know from um a more public uh sort of forum like youtube uh where comments and and things are you know uh, available to the public uh you know i've been uh you know people have pointed out uh in the past as well that uh I make an effort to, uh, uh try to answer as many uh, of those comments as I can try to answer all of them, uh, if I can, uh, possibly. So, uh, you know, on the DM side, I try to do the same, but, uh, you know, it's, uh, just something that was out of my control. Uh, I'm not sure what's going on or if it's something, uh, a thing, but I just don't feel uh, at ease with that uh, right now. So, uh, you know, if you're going to send me a message, uh, please do it through, uh, email instead, uh, just so that, uh, uh, you know, I know that I'm getting uh, those emails. Uh, so if you uh, missed it, uh, this past week was the deadline for early bird pricing uh, for the Equip Expo on September 9th. That was the last day. Uh, that you could take advantage of those 50% off coupons on top of the early bird pricing. So you can still use the 50% off uh, coupon to get 50% off of your uh, registration fee uh, to get your show passes for the Equip Expo coming up uh, on October 18th there in Louisville, Kentucky. Uh but uh unfortunately the early bird pricing portion of that pass. So from my understanding, I believe that like if you don't register, pre-register, and just you'll know, show up at Equip Expo and want to go in, and then I believe the show passes for like the three days uh is I think it's like eighty dollars. So uh, if you use, obviously, uh, the 50% off coupon, then you're going to be able to get that show pass for $40 for the three days. Now, that early bird pricing that happened uh, September 9th, that uh, knocked basically, it wasn't basically like an additional 50% off of that on top of that, because the uh, early bird uh, pricing, <clears throat> I believe, was $40. And then you got 50% off of it. So it was $20 registration uh, during that, uh, those uh, months uh, leading up to uh, that uh, September 9th deadline. So um, you can still use uh, those 50% off coupons. I just wanted to clear that because I think I said on last week's episode that, you know, it was the last day to use the 50% off coupon. Um, and that might have, you know, confused some of you guys thinking that, um, you know, that none of those coupon codes work after September 9th. Uh, I can't remember exactly the wording I used, um, but I just wanted to clear up that you still can use the 50% off coupon uh, with, you know, uh, code Giulio, JULIO, J-U-L-I-O. Um, if you go to the Equip Expo website and register, you can use that in the coupon code, or you can uh, check out uh, the link in the podcast uh, show notes uh, or on my Instagram uh, uh link tree i've got a, a link that goes directly to the equip expo with a 50 percent off uh, coupon um that gets uh applied right away uh but what you have missed out on if you haven't registered up until now is that early bird pricing that's something that uh the equip expo uh you know, has as a promotion, uh, for those that register early, uh, before, uh, September 9th. So you'll still get 50% off, which is still a much better deal than paying $80 at the door. Uh, but, um, you know, uh, not, uh, as good of a deal as if you had uh, registered, uh, uh, previously, uh, with that early bird pricing, but I just wanted to clear up that you still can, if you're on the fence and you're still thinking about it, it's still like, much better, obviously, uh, you know, if it's like a last minute decision for you, uh, to still use a coupon code and get uh, at least 50% off of uh, that full uh, uh, retail price on those show passes. So, I uh, just wanted to make sure uh, that uh, we had that uh, cleared up for you guys, uh, that are uh, thinking about or may uh, possibly making it a last uh, minute uh, decision. So, uh, This week, I I wanted to answer one of those questions that I got, uh, like I said, that I saw uh, pop up on Instagram that uh, had come up. And uh, like I said, I took a a screenshot of it so I would be able to refer back to it just in case it disappeared again. Uh, But before we do, I'm just going to get into this week's uh, sponsored ad and then we'll get into it right after this. So stay tuned. Summer showers, dust that chokes. Acres that just won't end. X-Mark knows the job of a landscape professional isn't an easy one. That's why we've crafted a legendary line of mowers built to overcome any obstacle. So you're ready to close the deal and finish the job. Like you always do. Cut from the same red metal as your X-Mark mower, you aren't just good at this. You were built for this. Okay, so before I get into this week's episode, just a quick update that I forgot to mention uh, before I played that uh, X Mark ad. Uh, just for those of you guys uh, that have uh, been uh, wondering about my ongoing saga with the backyard raccoons and the pool and all that sort of stuff. So, being the end of uh, September, uh, or sorry, the uh, end of uh, August, and now fully into uh, September here. Uh, The weather has been shifting, although I think we're going to have some pretty uh, dry uh, lawns for quite a bit. Uh, As I talked about uh, in some earlier episodes, just with sort of that weather shifting uh, this year, normally uh, doing uh, the every two week mow starting in July. This year, it was well into that first week of August before I even started skipping any lawns. Uh, so it seems to be the sort of like a month behind. So it's an interesting situation. Last week I started out, uh, mowing being, you know, that first week of September, uh, like I would normally put everybody back to a weekly cut. It just happened to be the week where I cut everybody's lawn anyways, So I went out there, uh, did everybody's cut. I put down fertilizer like I would normally do that first week of September just to help as the moisture uh, starts to, uh, come around, uh, the rain starts to normally come around. Uh, well, you know, the, uh, fertilizers there and ready to start greening up those lawns so I can start uh, cutting them, uh, you know, as uh, on a regular basis as quick as possible uh, for sort of that last push here uh, going into the fall. Uh, so we've had some of the rain happening, just very light showers here and there, but it has been consistent. It's already, I think, uh, just this week alone, uh, from the time I did the last podcast to now, it's uh, I had we've had rain showers at least three times now. I don't know how long they were, I'm just short lived. But I would you know wake up in the morning and like the vehicles are wet, uh, the ground is wet, and all that stuff. So I don't know how long it rained, but, it, you know, it showered, uh, at least briefly, uh, during the evening. So the rain, it's just amazing to me how in the, here in the Pacific Northwest, uh, it just, you know, as hot as the summer has been, uh, the rain seems to uh, return. With that being said, lawns are pretty bad, uh, from the ones, uh, you know, a lot of my client ones. So last week I did all those mows, this week, I have no idea if, you know, I'm going to start making my regular rounds and just see, even last week, there was a few lawns that I decided to skip uh, just because uh, it was just like, yeah, there's just really nothing and they weren't fertilizing uh, lawns that I needed to fertilize or anything. So it was just ones that I decided to just to kind of extend uh, just because of the sort of way the, the weather's working out. Uh, So this week, I'm just, it's just one of those years. I'm just playing it by ear uh, and seeing uh, how things uh, work out this year. Uh, I'm hoping that, um, you know, as much as I hate working in the rain and stuff, we do need some rain. So I kind of like it when it rains at night and then uh, during the day it's dry so I can get out there and cut. That would be the ideal situation. But uh, you know I'm gonna need uh, some moisture to get some of these lawns back otherwise uh you know it's gonna be um, you know a bit of a rough uh, patch there uh with uh, you know going into winter it's such a short uh season it's already uh you know almost mid-September here, uh, and traditionally lawns uh, go until the end of October, uh, Halloween marking that last week. So, you know, got maybe about six weeks to go, Uh, Now, granted, there'll be leaf cleanups and stuff in there, and that helps bolster, uh, you know, income levels and all that sort of stuff as well, Uh, as well as, uh, you know, uh, another round of fertilizing uh, and lime and fall aerations and all that. So there's still quite a bit uh, of work to do, some pruning, all that sort of stuff, but Uh, As far as mowing goes, uh, really just kind of playing it by ear. Now, because it is mid-September, I decided to. uh, it was time to uh, take down the pool. The temperature, um, even the lawns are all crispy and dry. uh, Temperatures have dipped a bit. Uh, This week was a bit uh, warm and smoky, but... uh, You know, you can really tell uh, the outside temperatures uh, are getting a lot more comfortable and stuff. And because of that, um, you know, pool water got, you know, a lot colder. So I just decided to uh, take down the pool for this season, uh, put it all away. And that uh, kind of puts uh, to an end uh, my uh, saga with uh, the backyard raccoons, uh, at least for now, because um, as far as I... I'm concerned they were uh, really just messing with the pool. That was the only thing. Like, I don't care about them walking on the fence or uh, being, or even being in the yard uh, for that matter, because there's nothing really um, out there <clears throat> outside of summertime. It's pretty clear um, in terms of things lying around. Now, if they start to do other damage or start to, um, try to get into the home as it gets colder and stuff, then of course, it's going to be a, a bit more of an issue. But for now, at least uh, I don't have to worry about it with the pool uh, being all taken down and stuff. I just got to figure out what I'm going to do now with that uh, whole framed area uh, that I built uh, to set up the pool to have uh, basically a big... Um, a polygon-shaped, uh, sandbox there now, uh, in the backyard. It was fantastic for the pool, was awesome on our feet, uh, when we were in the pool, very comfortable, uh, but now basically I've got this big sandbox in the pool. I've, I've currently just have it covered, uh, with a tarp, uh, but, uh, that's kind of ugly looking uh, right now, so I'm not still trying to figure out different solutions, whether I want to put pavestone, uh, in there and kind of completely pave the area, uh, or, uh, some other, uh, solutions. If you guys have any ideas for me for, uh, for that, something that would be kind of good for dual purpose where, um, you know, for the 10 months of the year that, uh, there's no swimming pool uh, set up, uh, that, you know, it would look like a nice sort of landscaped area, uh, but then would be easy to uh, set up the pool on and still, uh, have the opportunity of not being so, um, you know, hard on your feet and stuff uh, like the gravel was uh, the first year. Even though I was using round uh, gravel and stuff, it was still uh, very sore on your feet uh, being in the pool uh, on top of uh, round stone gravel. So uh, I don't want to lose that feeling of the sand when you're actually using the pool because like I said, actually uh, people were using the pool a lot more this year uh, because it was so comfortable uh, to use. So uh, yeah, Uh, if you guys have any suggestions for me, uh, email Uh, me, as we've now determined uh, email being sort of the best way to uh, get uh, a hold of me. So this week's uh, question, I've been kind of rambling on here, uh, losing track of time. Uh, Again, was one that was sent to me. I took a screenshot of it. And uh, this one was unfortunately sent back in May and uh, uh, didn't get a response uh, because I didn't know that this question even existed until uh, a couple days ago. Uh, So it says, hey guys, I have had an opportunity to take over my uncle's mowing business. He has 50 clients and the possibility of making 500 plus dollars a day. I am currently at university and have a very busy schedule. How can I still pursue this as a side hustle and create passive income Come later on with this business whilst still keeping it alive for now. I work full-time and study full-time. Do you suggest letting a majority of the clients go and only do one day a week? Or is it better to, uh, idea to hire someone right away? So, and they didn't uh, leave their name uh, as far as I can tell. Uh, so uh, in terms of... That question. I've got a lot of different sort of thoughts, so I'm just going to kind of work through uh, my thoughts in this sort of scenario. Uh, and you know, for the original poster of this question, this may not even be relevant anymore because of uh, just sort of the delay in time uh, from uh, when I got the question. But it might be something uh, that others have thought about, and I thought uh, would be able to sort of just. Uh, you know, possibly get some value from uh, my thoughts uh, from that uh, for other people. So uh, it's a very difficult situation uh, that you're sort of uh, trying to attempt. Um, For one, you're saying that you're, uh, you know, full time in university, but you also say that you're full time at work. Uh, And now you're, you know, got this opportunity to take on this mowing business that has 50 plus clients with the potential of making $500 a day, which sounds, you know, fantastic. My, you know, right away some red flags pop up. 50 clients is not um, an insignificant amount of clients. That's quite a bit of clients. Uh, And, uh, you know, for a lot of people, depending on, um the type of clients they are in terms of whether you know I classify clients as like f- uh, full service clients or just mow and go type clients if they're full service type clients fifty clients now uh, full service would be clients that you mow uh you know weekly that want aerations done they want fertilizing done uh, they're clients that are going to ask you to uh, trim hedges and and uh, prune trees and all that sort of stuff. 50 clients is, if they're full-service clients, that's a full-time business. Uh, That is um, something that would be difficult, I would imagine, to manage uh, if you are not in the business full-time or at least aren't able to dedicate the time Uh, or some time to managing the business at the very least. now what comes to mind uh, to me when you say this um, is my interview that I did uh, with uh, Corey Ballard from uh, uh, Ballard Inc. uh, uh, who also um, is the CEO of uh, Perfect Cut. Uh, So, uh, if you guys remember that interview episode, uh, and I don't remember the episode number, uh, but it's one definitely that I would recommend you guys uh, go and listen to. Uh, Corey talks about uh, how he started his lawn care business while he was in school. And he actually, uh, when he was like in high school and stuff, he would actually go out and hire a employees, in most cases, you know, adults, and he was a kid. Uh, and he would go in the morning and get them set up on their mowing roots. And then he would go to school. And he'd have while he was in school learning, doing his arithmetic and his, uh, uh, you know, geography and whatever you know, <laughs> classes he was taking. He had employees out there earning him income. Uh, And then once school let out uh, in the afternoon and he was done for the day, he would then go and meet up with his mowing crews and go and uh, mow lawns right alongside them. And he did that uh, for a long time. Now, for something like that to work, I think you have to have, there has to be some little bit of passion uh, for either mowing in itself uh, and the mowing business or the green industry as a whole uh, and something that you want to pursue because that's going to drive you through that Uh, especially if um, you know you're saying in your situation not only are you going to university full-time you've also got a full-time job you say so this would be like a third thing now I wouldn't say that it's impossible to do. You know, you look at uh, you know, we're all given twenty four hours in a day, yet some people, um, like for example, on the sort of uh, sort of end of the spectrum, uh, you know, the Elon Musk's of the world. Uh, Figure out how to be CEO of multiple companies at the same time. And, you know, it all comes down to time management and using your time wisely. So it can be done. um, But somebody like Elon Musk, uh, who does that thing, generally has a passion for those different endeavors. And that is going to fuel them. You know, the saying that. Um, you do what you love and you never work a day in your life. Now, my um guess here, and I could be completely wrong, is that in your situation a mowing business probably isn't your passion. Uh you're going to university, and there may be, you know, other backstory to that on what other um pursuits or passions you're trying to pursue there. It could be something that's completely related. Uh, It could be something that's completely unrelated. Maybe you're going to school to be a doctor, in which case that would be something that's completely unrelated. But at the same time, maybe you're in university to uh, pursue a business, which then would uh, tie in nicely with, uh, you know, being an entrepreneur and uh, owning a lawn mowing business. So, you know, as I mentioned there, there has to be some sort of passion if you're going to take on that amount of work. Um, otherwise, you will burn out quickly, even when there's passion involved. Um, just the scope of work, the amount of work and the pace of doing that work can still um, burn you out. I've, i um, you know, felt the same um, this past year, uh, just with social media, and uh, the podcast and YouTube videos and all that sort of stuff. There's been a little bit of burnout uh, that I've experienced just because of the uh, intense pace that I kept up for seven years of doing this so there has to be a little bit of passion. Now, if you're like me, the passion doesn't have to be lawn care itself. It could be something related to lawn care to be able to uh, pursue that. And for me, I've always said that it's not so much lawn care that I enjoy. And there are, of course, aspects of lawn care that I do enjoy. I do like cutting grass. I always did like cutting my own lawn. So that's part of it, uh, obviously, but um, what I always used to say was it didn't really matter what it was uh, that I had a business in as long as I had a business. Uh, so it, for me, it was just the entrepreneurial uh, part of it. And my uh, previous experiences uh, really support that, um, you know, I've talked about, uh Uh, on this podcast, lots of times of all of the different businesses that I have tried in the past. And all of them were different um, from having a mobile sign business, where I did signs and vehicle graphics and decals and all that sort of stuff. Uh, Having a uh, window security bar business, uh, where I uh, fabricated, uh, Window security bars for homes and businesses, and then would go and install those uh, as well as um, a um, forced entry prevention business, which kind of ties in with the security bar business. Uh, basically, it would just go to people's homes and uh, try to make them uh, a little bit more um, fortified, uh, you know, harder to break into for the average thief. So it would, doing things like changing locks and adding striker plates and, um, uh, all sorts of, you know, the different hardware that you would find, uh, that just help secure, uh, homes, um, security window film, window bars, all that sort of stuff. Uh, so that was another business. Uh, and then there's a whole list of businesses that, um, I dabbled in, I tried, I registered and uh, none of them, you know, took off or I did, you know, a few jobs here and there, uh, but nothing really um, built up from those. And and those were more in my younger years. But like I say, the, the passion was the entrepreneurial part of it. So I think you have to have some sort of passion. If you're going to put yourself through the Amount of work of having to go through school, which I would think, and especially by the sounds of your um, email or your uh, DM there about talking about, you know, should you give up some of the customers and just kind of keep it light, doing it one day a week just to sort of have the business kind of getting by and then. Um, going that kind of tells me that your priority of course it, it seems to be school so that's a good thing of course because if you're going to school uh, that should be your priority if that's what you're uh, you know you're trying to pursue something in that uh, respect so with that being said if school is your priority and then you've got another full-time job obviously your full-time job is not your priority um, because you're going to school Uh, so that's telling me that your priority of of course like I mentioned earlier is school Uh, otherwise if you're getting uh, the fulfillment and the maybe the pay and all the stuff that you were seeking uh, and maybe um, the enjoyment from that full-time job you wouldn't be going to school so Again uh, sort of prioritizing it sounds like you know school is number one for you the full-time job is number two probably because it's helping to pay for your school. It's also probably helping to pay for your living expenses and your bills and then you're kind of just slotting that uh, lawn care business at the end uh, and trying to you know you're you're thinking of it more as that, the passive income. Uh, portion of it. Uh, So it sounds like it's something that you would think you could pursue more in the future um, when maybe you're done school and maybe you're doing whatever it is that you went to school for and maybe you would no longer have the full-time job and then would have some time to then uh, have this sort of side hustle um, passive income um, stream happening uh, with having employees uh, running the lawn care business. Um, so I could be completely wrong, but that's the vibe I'm getting from uh, this email with the limited, uh, you know, other details um that would be needed to know what the exact situation is or what you're thinking. So like I said, I think you need to have some sort of passion and you know, if you are entrepreneurial, um, then that will, you know, that could be enough. Um, for me, it's been enough. Uh, like I said, I am not a die hard, um, plant person or green thumb or anything like that. Um, you know, I, I, uh, there are people out there uh, that know a heck of a lot more than I do in terms of uh, taking care of lawns and the different diseases and all that sort of stuff. I don't ever claim to know uh, any of that stuff. Uh, But what I do, the passion I do have is for small business, is for that uh, single owner, operator type business of that and making that work and making that the most profitable that it can be um, and the most efficient that it can be. That's what gets me excited. And I know enough about lawn care uh, and over, you know, through trial and error over the past 17 years of doing this, of knowing what works for the particular area that I work in and that I can get uh, consistent results uh, for clients, which is very important. So for me, that passion of entrepreneurism, uh, and, um, you know, a little bit of lawn care, like I said, it's, it's not something that, um, I hate doing, that would be a problem. If I hated mowing lawns, uh, that would be a problem. So the other, uh, uh, part of this, I would say is that it's, uh, It's good to have this idea of a side hustle, a passive income hustle, but I would say that you would need to work in the business to learn the ins and outs. I think it's very important uh, to learn the ins and outs in business, even if ultimately you don't want to be the one cutting lawns. I think you need to go through it so that you can learn those ins and outs because that's only going to help you run it passively if you're going to be doing just maybe the estimates and just the quotes. I'm not sure how a lawn care business would work if you were completely hands off like, hey, I'm just going to hire uh, you know, a couple guys to work and I'm going to um, you know, hire a foreman, and he's going to go and do like all the estimating and all that sort of stuff. And basically, I'm just going to collect the paycheck. I don't, I don't see that turning out very well. Uh, you know, if you're just going to come at it with, hey, I've got all these clients that I, you know, kind of inherited or whatever, uh, just kind of fell in my lap. Uh, but I don't want to work in lawn care. And I don't want to really do anything. I just want to, you know, get a cut of the profits. Uh, long term I don't know how that would work Um, you know when I was part of uh, the franchise uh, company a couple of uh, stories to share when I was part of that franchise company there was one young um, person that came in and bought a franchise and you know I met them during uh, the monthly meetings that we would have and he, it was in a similar situation where he didn't want to do the lawn cutting. He bought the lawn care franchise, but he just wanted to be the boss and to go and quote jobs. But he had never cut lawns before and had never you know done anything like that. So he just wanted to hire people and to do the, the labor part of it. And he just wanted to drive around and do quotes and and hang out. And from my recollection, it didn't work out too good for him. Uh, because again, you have to have some passion for it, but you also, you know, that experience goes a long way of being in the trenches of cutting lawns, uh, You know, if you're going to go out there and you're going to direct employees who probably in some cases may have more experience than you, and if they don't have experience more than you when you hired them, they're quickly going to get a lot more experience than you if they're the ones out there in the trenches and um, doing that, then it's going to be difficult for them to take you seriously if you've never even been out there doing it and you're just kind of directing them what to do and you know they're, they're coming upon situations and stuff that um you know where things don't work out and uh you know if you don't know anything about you know equipments uh, maintenance or any of that sort of stuff it's very it'll be very difficult and you know to do the job in the the opposite side of the scale that you mentioned about uh, you know getting rid of a bunch of clients and then just you know doing what you could do on your own, uh, possibly one day a week. That is something that you can do if you want to. If, you know if you're you want you're already studying full time and you're you've already got a full time job. If you want to squeeze in a day and, you know, just do a handful of clients, that's great. But again, you know, I think that's going to be short-lived unless you're completely passionate about some aspect of it, you know, and, you know, you need that extra cash or something. But if you're just doing it just to carry on the business, then, you know, how many lawns could you uh, realistically keep up and keep on doing during that time. Uh, if you're only going to be doing it one day a week and, you know, you have weather and things like that to contend with, uh, if there's delays and stuff, I think it's a whole bunch of extra stress, uh, that, um, and a whole bunch of other problems, uh, that you're going to uh, find yourself in. And again, like I say, not to say that you can't do it, maybe you already are doing it. Like I said, this question has uh, come in a few months ago, and unfortunately, didn't see it. So, you know, anything is possible to do. uh, But I think uh, it's going to take a special person to be able to uh, pull it off to to have a full time job, to be going to university full time, and then to still hold up uh, a lawn care business, either as a side hustle one day a week on your own or hiring people and, uh, you know, uh, having them do it. Uh, I would almost do a combination of both. Uh, if I were to give you advice, I would probably work on the business one day a week if I could doing as many lawns as I could. And then I would try at least, uh, you know, on those days, um, to bring on an employee, somebody that you can trust and somebody that you can have then work on some of those clients on their own on the other days, uh, to try to keep that up. So, you know, have your foot in the door, kind of learn as you go that one day a week, hustle as much as you can, and then, you know, have that, uh, employee uh taking care of as many of those lawns as you can that way you've got a feel you're learning the business um you know you're not fully disconnected from it uh and there's some accountability there with uh the employee uh to um you know check in with you and you can kind of, you know, feel them out uh, on that uh, a weekly basis when you are working to ask them how the day went and those jobs went and all that sort of stuff. I think that would be sort of the best combination uh, of that. Uh, so yeah, I would uh, probably do a combination of those two uh, and just see how it goes. Of course, it may not work out. You may um, find that, uh, you know, after a few months, it's something that you don't want to do. That, uh, you know, I've told the story in the past about uh, a follower uh, who uh, listened to the podcast and was on Instagram and all that sort of stuff, and they were an engineer. And they reached out to me and they were so appreciative of all the content that I put out. And they wanted to start their own business that they were tired of their engineering job. And, uh, you know, they just, uh, you know, they want to start a lawn care business. And, you know, I they followed a lot of my content on how to start a lawn care business um you know even uh built their own website for their lawn care business uh, using a video tutorial that I show on how to build a website for a business from scratch if you've never had uh, any experience building a website and you know they uh quickly grew their business and uh, they had kept they asked me for advice on whether they should quit their job or keep their engineering job while they get started. I told them to keep their engineering job. And, uh, you know, uh, at least for the first few months and see how it goes. And, you know, a few months later uh, in chatting with them, I noticed that all their lawn care stuff was gone, like their their Instagram page, all that sort of stuff. So I reached out to them and uh, they were just uh, so grateful uh, for my advice on them keeping their engineering job and basically said that they had a lot of respect for all of us uh, doing lawn care And, uh, you know, as contractors and that, and that uh, what they learned, you know, he said that uh, my content was fantastic, that, He learned a lot, was able to build a lawn care business from scratch, but after a few months, uh, realized that doing lawn care was not for him, that it didn't um, bring him the joy that it thought it would, and it actually did the opposite. It reignited his love for his engineering job, that he was now so grateful uh, for the advice I gave him of not quitting that engineering job with the full benefits and all that sort of stuff. So, you know, you may find out uh, by doing something like that and trying it out for uh, a few months that maybe it's not for you. Maybe, uh, you know, it could be a case of just sort of the romance uh, of having a... a side hustle business of uh, being an entrepreneur, sort of the buzzwords that you hear, uh, you know, uh, lately, uh, through social media and all that sort of stuff, hustling and uh, side hustles and being an entrepreneur and, um, you know, side incomes and all that sort of stuff. Sort of all those buzzwords uh, have a very romantic uh, ring to them and uh, can be very um, attractive to a lot of people, uh, not realizing... uh, the actual true grit nature of it, the, the amount of work and, uh, stress and, uh, all of the other things that come along, uh, with running your own business, uh, having to wear all the hats, right? The, um, uh, the estimator, the laborer, the boss, the, uh, accountant, uh, the maintenance guy, like, everything, right? There's a lot more to it than just uh, a quick little side hustle, uh, making some money on the side, if you're taking it seriously. Now, on the opposite end of that, another quick story that I want to share with you is that uh, when I joined that franchise company, uh, it was started by a gentleman who actually lives in Australia, uh, and he's got, uh, I believe it's the, it's the world's largest lawn care franchise. And, uh, I think, uh, from my last, um, uh, the last time I checked, I think they had about 2,600 franchises, uh, in, um, at least three countries, uh, maybe more. And, uh, they started out, uh, this gentleman started out with lawn care uh, and his franchise uh, company has grown to now offering multiple different branches of other types of franchises like tree services and pool care uh, and uh, dog grooming and, you know, all sorts of different um, hairdressing. Like there's so many different branches of franchises that this company now franchises out and does uh and each uh you know division as they call them uh has different color trailers and uh all that sort of stuff but they're all under the umbrella of this one company that started out as uh, uh lawn care franchises now the interesting thing is uh uh, the owner of uh, this company, or the founder of this company, um, he wrote a book uh, that I read. And, uh, you know, when I was uh, researching uh, that uh, franchise company, and what was interesting was that, um, you know, mowing lawns was something that he started uh, as a way to help pay his way through college. And what he found was, you uh, by the time he finished his degree, uh, that he was actually making more money uh, mowing lawns um, than the um, chosen occupation that he went to school to study for and to be. And ultimately, uh, he decided uh, after graduating not to pursue that uh, and to continue With the mowing company uh, and then got into um, franchising because uh, originally there in Australia, you know, he would get, uh, uh, you know, say 30 clients or something like that. And and they would call them mowing rounds, uh, basically like your route, your mowing route. They call them mowing rounds. And he, uh, you know, would get uh, clients so easily. And in Australia, uh, lawn care is um, year round there. Uh, they do have a winter and stuff, but it's not like snow or anything like the lawns keep growing. So they, they do keep uh, continually cutting. So, you know, uh, there was this need for lawn care all year round. So he would get all these clients and, uh, you know, would pick and choose the ones that he liked the best and keep those. And he would take those extras that he would have and package them together. And he sold his first lawn mowing round. So he just advertised in the paper that, hey, you know, I've got you know, 30 clients, this lawn mowing round for sale and somebody bought it. And then, you know, he continued on his little business and then, again, collected extra new clients and decided, hey, I'm going to sell this little round. So then he sold that one and then started to clue in, well, instead of selling these rounds, what if I franchise these rounds and, you know, have instead of the person paying me one time to buy these clients? What if I, uh, you know, collect uh, every month fees on, uh, you know, that business? Um Uh, franchising and then paying me a recurring uh, passive income uh, on those clients. So, you know, maybe something uh, that you can uh, do, just some interesting points that he was going to school for a particular other um, occupation and ended up uh, realizing the uh, growth and income potential of lawn care and continued with that. But also going the route of uh, franchising uh, and uh you know learning through selling uh, his rounds initially that uh, hey, this is great uh, and uh, sustainable to be able to uh, you know get these clients and sell them off uh, into groups you know group clients together and sell them off to other guys that want to start a lawn care business, but what if instead of selling them those clients? Um, I sell them a franchise instead. And you know, they buy into the franchise, they get to start off with a whole mowing route right from day one. And then they pay me a recurring fee each month after that, and uh, go from there. So you know, a bunch of different uh, options, uh, for uh, your particular uh, situation uh but like i said you you mentioned that you're uh, you've got a very busy schedule um but uh yeah i thought uh as soon as i read this um and all the different scenarios with the university and uh the full-time job but then you know um you uh discussing possibly you know working one day a week with it or hiring employees and and talking about uh, you know create passive uh, income later on with the business Um, you know just uh, so many of the different scenarios uh, you know between the franchise business and the other uh, a fellow that I talked about uh, who was a young entrepreneur that didn't want to actually work in the lawn care but just wanted to sell jobs and then the founder himself who uh, kind of went through that and just some of my own experiences, uh, with, uh, all of the different, uh, businesses that I've started, lots of different, uh, ways, uh, to do it, lots of different, um, scenarios that can happen. Um, the only way uh, that you will know for sure is to just get out there and do it, uh, to try and not to ultimately worry about failure, uh, because, uh, for every successful uh, whatever uh, it takes uh, or whatever it is, insert whatever it is, whether uh, it's inventing the first car or the electric car or, you know, putting a man on the moon, whatever the case may be, there are uh, failure after failure after failure that preceded uh, the first time that those things were successful. Uh, so don't worry about failure. Um just go out there and do it. And a lot of times you will figure it out on the way. Uh, a lot of, uh, you know, just uh, not overthinking it, just going out there and uh, just through that practical hands-on experience uh, will lend itself to sparking new ideas on how to get those things done. Uh, so that's my advice to you is, uh, to uh you know if it's something you want to pursue um why not try it uh it won't be easy as long as you're up for uh the work uh, at least initially to uh give it a try and see how it goes and uh try that but my uh best advice to you would be if you're going to pursue it I would at least do the one day a week uh where you're actually working hands on in the business mowing lawns learn the business inside and out uh, and then, uh, you know, try to bring on employees that you can trust to work the business uh, the rest of the days. Uh, because ultimately, um, you know, if you're going to put yourself through it just to, you know, it may be worth it to you just to work one day a week on your own, uh, doing a handful of clients and getting rid of the, the rest. Um, but then again, why not just wait till after uh, university if you're going to do that? Uh, and. Uh, focus on the business full time then uh, of building sort of a side hustle when you have more room. I think the appeal here is that there's already 50 established clients. So why get rid of those clients uh, if uh, you don't have to, right? So try to work uh, at least a one day a week and try to find somebody that you can Uh, bring on uh, to uh, work uh, the other days and finish those other clients, maybe take on your best clients uh, yourself on those uh, Saturdays, or or maybe with two guys, you and a helper, maybe you can knock out, uh, you know, a, a bunch of those lawns or half of them or something on that one day a week that you're working and then allow that employee on his own to, uh, you know, uh, uh, hammer out the rest of them uh, the rest of the week. And uh, you may still find that it's still uh, very lucrative uh, for you as well. Or maybe try to, you know, uh, uh, do a franchise as well uh, and maybe sell off uh, the rest of those uh, employees. Who knows? Uh like I said uh, the the best advice is to get out there and just start doing it and uh I'm sure you'll figure it out uh, on the way. So uh that's uh, it for this one guys. Hopefully you guys I uh, know I bit of rambled on on that one a bit. Uh, just so many different ways to uh, go about a situation like that. How would you guys uh, uh you know go about uh, that sort of a scenario uh, and how would you um you know, uh, advise somebody uh, with that same question on what they should do. Uh, Let me know. Send me an email um, uh, through longcarebusinesssuccess at gmail.com. Let me know what you think of the episode and what you uh, uh, think about uh, that particular scenario and how you would handle it. And I'll uh, let people, uh, I'll update people on uh, your responses to that uh, as well. Uh, the other thing uh, that you guys can do if you like uh, is to leave me a voicemail message through SpeakPipe. Uh, so I will uh, put a link uh, to my SpeakPipe uh on uh, Instagram in the link tree. I'll add uh, that if it's not already there. Speakpipe is that uh, service initially. If you've been listening to my podcast for a long time, uh, originally I had it on my website uh, where uh, on the uh, right hand page of the homepage you could click on it and it would just basically open up a, you know, send me a voicemail and it would use your computer uh, or your phone, whichever device you were using, and you could basically just record a message for me that I would hear. And uh, I'd be able to play that on the show. Uh, I took it down ultimately off the website just because it was slowing things down and uh, I was removing a bunch of the plugins. So what I'll do is I'll just add the link to the SpeakPipe page because I still have uh, SpeakPipe. Uh, I'll lead it uh, on my Instagram uh, account and, and uh, I'll even uh, put a link to it uh, in the podcast show notes as well. That's uh, that's what I'll do as well. Uh, I'll put a link in the podcast show notes to uh, the SpeakPipe. So if you click on it, it's going to take you directly to the page where you can can then leave me a voicemail message Uh, if you have a question you can ask me that way too Uh, and then that way I can actually play the audio of your question uh, directly uh, uh, on the podcast as well for uh, future episodes so uh, that's it for this one guys here's to wishing you guys all overwhelming success and freedom in your lawn care business bye for now